Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi podcast, our drama origin stories. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm Kay Muse. I'm Kay Drama Jen. And I'm Drama Geek. A few quick things before we get started. We plan to cover all kinds of dramas, Thai, Japanese, Chinese, and of course K-dramas. And with all those countries to cover, we hope you'll understand if we stumble over pronunciations. We're always trying to improve, but it's a work in progress. As are our podcasts. We'll do our best to improve as we go while sharing our love of Asian dramas. We love blogging about them, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. So today's podcast, we kind of, we've talked a little bit in our group about like, oh, how did you start? What are the first dramas that you started watching? Why did you even happen upon K-dramas? And we thought that it would be an interesting topic for all of us to kind of say, let the listeners know like when we started, how long we've been listening or watching them. And then, and also like kind of what got us hooked um, what our habits were at the beginning, how we've changed, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like the chaotic version of speed dating. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so that's kind of what we decided to do the, the podcast on today. Um, so I'm going to start. I, I think I might be the most, the longest chaotic in the group. Probably. I think K-Drama Jen. K-Drama Jen, how I many years so. have you been watching since 2005. Oh, you beat me. I yeah. was since 2009, 2008, right in there. Um, so, so I'm only the second oldest. But, uh, so when I started, I had watched like a bunch of anime. So I really enjoyed anime. Netflix was pushing it. They're saying, you should watch this next. And I was like, oh, what's this? This is a live version of Boys Over Flowers. And I watched one episode of the anime. What the heck? So I pushed play and it was all over. I sat, I don't even know how many episodes is it? Like 16 hours, something like that. I literally did not sleep. 21. 21 hours. I didn't sleep. (laughs) Like I started watching. My family went to bed. They woke up the next morning. I was still watching. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Um, and I, I think I might have passed out for an hour and then continued watching. And then promptly was like, where's season two? What is going on with this? And sadly, there's no season two. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> I know. However, I discovered that there are more things called K-dramas. Mm-hmm. And it led to Lie to Me and You're Beautiful and all kinds of K-drama goodness that I thought was good way back when. But now looking back, it's like, how did I watch this? <laughs> Not everything, but some of it doesn't, doesn't like stand up. That's a whole different topic. Um, so that's my origin story. I feel like, you know, Boys Over Flowers, that's a pretty common one, but it's how I started. So um, this is Drama Geek, and I was in a writing group, and I think I was trying to find um, inspiration for an Asian character. And one of my fellow um, writers, she was like, oh, I have inspiration. And she posted a picture (laughs) of Pillar from um, Flower Boy Ramen Shop, (laughs) the one with him just did a towel. And she's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, what is that from? (laughs) (laughs) So then I proceeded to find that one on um, whatever 
I, cause you know, I didn't know drama fever or Vicky or anything. So I think yeah. I might've watched it on it Hulu, Hulu or it, I, it was on Hulu way yeah. back in the day. So I watched it and I watched the first episode and I'm like, Oh my God, what did I just watch? <laughs> so then I was like, I don't know, Jen. I don't know if not Jen, not K drama, Jen, but another Jenny. There's so many in our age group. I think every mom wanted to name their child Jenny. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, so I asked her if there was anything else she would recommend. And so then I think she threw out a couple of things. So then I thought, I'm smart. I can figure this out by myself. So then I just started scrolling through like Netflix, Hulu, and I found Lie to Me. And so I watched like, I don't know, five, six episodes of that because I really liked the um, the second lead guy who is uh, <laughs> um, uh, Song Jun or yeah. – yeah. Anyway, so I watched a couple episodes and then I'm like, I just don't know if I like this or not. And so then I think I hopped over to she, – uh, she suggested Rooftop Prince. So then I did the same thing and then, then I got to the point where they, it was all of the crazy music and then all the mock jings started and all this stuff. And I was just like – which I didn't know what that was at the time. But I was just like – I think once it hits the tropes, you weren't ready to yeah, commit. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> took a bit but i really liked the the prince and you know so i just was just like i don't know i don't know if maybe i'm not meant to finish a drama so then i decided to go <laughs> back and i went to boy a flower boy ramen shop and i was like i'm gonna do this so i finished i watched that one from the second episode all the way to the end i laughed my butt off there was plungers <laughs> there was it's lots quirky. of potty humor it's one of the more quirky oh, yeah. and i wasn't um a chachitsu i was not on his ship almost the whole time i mean he by the end i was okay with their relation especially when she wielded a plunger and ran through the streets to, <laughs> to get her man in the kiss you know that was pretty hot too but i so i was still pillar i kept waiting i kept waiting kept waiting and it ended and i'm like what the she didn't, she didn't go with that guy what the heck and i had no idea that there was an order of things that there was a first lead and a second lead and poor second lead never ever ever gets the girl almost never i think that yeah, there's been there's a maybe a few instances but i didn't understand the hierarchy of it so that was kind of and then, then after that i followed um a lot of times i would follow the the lead of I think I went back and what I did with Lie to Me and Rooftop Prince is I skipped that boring middle section and I watched the last like five to ten episodes of each of those. So I think for both of those dramas, I've never seen the middle parts of them. <laughs> you, and then I you just kind of went from there. You skipped the beginning romance and then into the angst and then the conclusion. Like the well, end I of an watch the I watched Yeah, I watched the beginning of both of them. And, yeah. you know, I met the ducklings for Rooftop Prince and I got all of that. But then there was the middle section that I kind of skipped and then I watched the ending. And then the ending of Rooftop Prince, I was like, what? Huh? No. Well, welcome to the draw or the reincarnation. Dramatic- ah, no. Yeah. yeah so. They can screw with your mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, so. For me, it started a very long time ago. I was sick in bed and I was watching a lot of Bollywood Bollywood shows at the time. And for I was on my computer and I was um, just kind of, I don't know, searching around and somebody recommended a K-drama, which was um, My Lovely Samsoon. And this was in 2005. And at this point, I can't even remember how I got there. I... Uh, it, 
I mean, it's the equivalent now to probably like an illegal site um, because I just clicked on links <laughs> and ended up watching it. And that was before Drama Fever existed. Um, so for a long time, starting in 2005, I was just sort of a casual drama watcher. I got started when I was sick that one time and I would watch it here and there. But then in 2009, Drama Fever uh, came into my life and I realized that I could watch dramas that were currently airing um, mm. and that that was a lot better because by my nature, I tend to binge watch as Amber had shared how she was up all night watching the anime that she was watching. Um, I wasn't able to just watch a K-drama and regulate myself. So um, I was, <laughs> you know, when I would decide to watch, I had to like pretty much go all in and give up my entire weekend and sleep and everything else. So anyway, once uh, Drama Fever was an option and some of the other streaming sites came in, I started watching uh, you know, dramas that were being simulcast. Um, and then I discovered that there were other people watching dramas, but that was much, <laughs> much later. That was probably... And um, then we became friends. I, I was trying to think, when was that, Ember? Like, Oh, it's... Six years ago, maybe seven wow, years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It was, and with that Angela, was a, Angela. Hi, yeah. Angela, if you're listening. Hi, Angela. <laughs> that was a that was really eye opening for me because I was sort of a closet drama watcher, and I didn't have anybody to talk about them with. Nobody I knew was watching them, um, and then suddenly the internet, you know, introduced me to all these people who and were we just started like, messaging, hey. and it went yes. from there, and here we are. <laughs> And here we are. So it was, um, so I ended up, you know, watching Boys Over Flowers as it was airing. I watched uh, Coffee Prince, um, all of those classic kind of dramas that we think all drama watchers should probably watch, um, just so you have a sense of, um, you know, where some of the tropes are coming from and that type of thing. Um, I was watching those when they were airing. So, so yeah. You, you just I, gave me of, like those feels. It's like, oh, I remember having to search the scary internet for, <laughs> yeah, you know, was, fuzzy quality subs. And you're like, yes. and watching every episode of a show, except the last two episodes were not subbed and you couldn't right. find it anywhere. Uh, and there was no way to find, or the subs would like stop partway through, like, because they were all volunteers who were subbing and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, you newbies don't even know the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. So spoiled, Carrie. So spoiled. <laughs> I am. Well, that's because I only started last year and everything was already in place. <clears throat> so for me, this is Carrie the Mogney. For me, it was I saw this trailer on Facebook because Drama Fever's advertising was just, it was on point. It got me. And it was a trailer for Goblin in this scene where this mysterious guy had magic and he made these two people fall in love but then the girl he was talking to he, she's like so why did you make them fall in love and it, apparently it's because they were really bad people and they deserved each other I'm like wait a second what <laughs> <laughs> so I had to know more and I almost didn't make it through the first episode of Goblin because there were just buckets and buckets of blood mm. but I love high fantasy and it felt like high fantasy at first and I wanted to get to the point where he was making the bad people fall in love so I pushed forward and my life has never been the same. <laughs> how did you how did you find people? 
Um, it was kind of random. I was in a Facebook group and um, that's where I found my first friend who was like, oh, I just discovered K-Dramas too. And so we watched a few together and then I was like, I need more people to talk to because I need better recommendations than what we're slogging through. Because we watched Descendants of the Sun's Sun and we watched Coffee Prince, but then we also got stuck in stuff like Wild Romance and airs and <laughs> her favorite we drama every single time she says airs it's just like inside <laughs> joke <laughs> and i ended up meeting jenny bennett mm-hmm. hi jenny she's she the one me- that the she's the one that posted the the picture of pillar with the yeah, yeah that's ah uh, yeah she's a helper like that <laughs> wow yeah. so jenny put me onto all these facebook pages and i just got drawn in from there and then she joined us and here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So how has our drama watching habits changed over time? Um, I know I've commented in past podcasts where I used to watch only rom-coms and that's all I would watch because I wanted to see the romantic happily ever afters. And then eventually I branched out into other genres and you know, and now I'm, I pretty much will watch anything as well as, as long as it's well written. But back in the day, I didn't care about good writing. <laughs> it was all about the love. Um, so that was me. What about you guys? Well, I, I sort of shared that when I first started watching, I didn't watch uh, the currently airing dramas because they weren't really, I didn't have a way to do that. Um, and then along came Drama Fever, and then I found Vicky, and now we have Kakawa, and we have Netflix, and of course, in there was Hulu as well. Um, so there are just so many options, but I have found that it really helps me if I'm watching dramas that are currently airing, because then I can regulate my drama watching habits a little bit better. Um if they're available, like Netflix, I tend to still, even now, I tend to binge. <laughs> that was me before. I think it took about three or four years till I stopped and slept. <laughs> so <laughs> my husband can account to that. He's all like, oh, you spend a lot more time with the family now. And I'm like, I know. I watch airing dramas and they only happen twice a week. <laughs> well, and then multiple airing dramas. I, say, I have taken... Every day of the week, twice <laughs> a week. I've calmed down over this. I only watch maybe like four hours a day, whereas before I was like 10 hours a day. No sleep. That was, <laughs> that was something interesting about Korean dramas when I first started watching that you got two episodes in a week because with American dramas, it was once a week. So this was kind of nice that, you know, you got two. And then when and the I Chinese dramas, Chinese dramas, yeah, five good to eight night. a week. <laughs> That's right. Settle down. Go watch some drama. <laughs> and I think I went the same as you, Amber. This is Carrie again. Just I was binge watching a lot at the very beginning, but I've calmed down mostly because life has gotten really crazy. But yeah, watch it. I, I try to kind of hit a balance because I like to have a show that I can count on that I don't have to wait a week because for a while there I was like, I don't want to watch currently airing dramas because I don't want to forget the storyline in the week. But yeah, I've gotten better. Well, and I, I think that blogging definitely made me slow down, too, because I have to think about things. I have to blog or talk about current airing stuff or old stuff. You know, just the blogging takes up more time. So it's less mm-hmm. time to become obsessively binge watching. So it's probably a positive thing since, my, <laughs> or at least my husband probably thinks so. So, <laughs> so um, my drama watching has changed because when I first started watching, um, 
I was going through a period of time where I was in a deep depression. And so I, and I was also very tired with American television. Um, you guys can attest that I'm actually somebody who defends American television now. But back then I was like the Chuck had finished airing and it was one of the only things I was, had been watching and we just, there weren't superhero shows and stuff. There wasn't a lot of uh, that I was watching. I was very tired of NCIS. And so I, <laughs> and then like tw- season 25, <laughs> I know I, was, <laughs> I dropped it many years ago, but so because I was so depressed at the time, the only thing that could make me laugh was K-dramas. And so I tend, I really liked the one, I really liked comedies, which I mean, not their sitcoms or anything. Cause I still haven't watched any of those, maybe started one or two. And I was like, oh, okay. I've watched some of them. They're different. There's yeah. a lot of laugh track. Yeah. And it, it is a little distracted. I mean, they can be funny, Yeah, but so, yeah. yeah. So I, a lot of it was just about, um, finding something that made me laugh. But I've also learned about myself through everything that I'm the kind of person when I'm depressed, I kind of like immersing myself in another world and then not having to think about my own. So I would be, you know, after I finally figured out the ones that I liked, because <laughs> there for a while I was jumping around, but then I just started binge watching, over, you know, the next one, the next one, I would follow an actor and I would go to the next one, the next one. And so, and I spent a lot of time in my room, a lot of time with my laptop in front of me or my iPad or whatever it was. And so I watched a lot. But now I, I've definitely, you know, I've gotten away from that and um, it evened out a little bit. I've watched American television. I watched probably about as many shows per week during the airings as I do K-dramas. And I feel like this last two years, it's changed even more where um, I'm not liking as many K-dramas. Not that I've not that I've stopped watching, but I feel like I I think you get as a K drama watcher, you get to a point where now you've seen because that's one of the reasons I got tired of American television you've is I got tired tropes. of the tropes. So I got to a point where you know now I've seen all the tropes and the the, the shows don't feel fresh and fun and and different like they were at the beginning. So I've slowed down a lot and don't like I think as a many. A lot of the shows that stick out in my mind now aren't so much the romances, but the more serious shows. Where obviously the it's very character driven. It's very writer concentrated. Um, and right. I, I find out I appreciate those a lot more than when I was younger. It's like I want to see Lee Min Ho in a deep V T shirt. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! So many posts because because again everybody's been rewatch. Like a lot of people in one of the groups yeah, that we're in yeah. have been rewatching. So they posted from City Hunters. He had like the black fishnet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, that, that goes it down low. <laughs> it was so bad. But I, you know, I remember thinking it was pretty hot in that one. So it was, City yeah. Hunters was definitely one of my very early, I would say probably about fourth Well, and I think drama. it's funny because a lot of these people that are watching it, they aren't necessarily re-watching it. Some of them are. But a lot Most of them, of are, them are, yeah. A lot of them are newbies like Carrie, where it's like, oh, watch this. I'll watch it with you. You know, and and so you get a lot of, oh, I love that show mm. back in the day. Or I like that. Oh. And they're, or in the other hand, seriously, they like that. <laughs> you know, there's a few. They need to be educated. They'll get better. <laughs> you hope. But but there are people hey, out there. I improved. There are the people hair, out there. The hair from the early dramas. Oh. I, remember that. I, I remember looking at my, or watching clips from My Girl recently. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, his hair, right? his hair. Jinky's it's hair. like, oh, you got 
you got stuck in He's the anime like and actually oh, yeah. Japanese dramas Japanese sometimes anime. can still be that way. Yes. But, <laughs> but Koreans have and he had all the earring piercings and he did. I remember thinking he was very attractive back in the day, but now it's like, whoa, that's a dated look. It is. Yeah. Or rain. A lot of rain's older dramas. Oh my gosh, his clothes in yeah. um Full House. All his clothes in Full House were pretty pretty <laughs> funny, but yeah. <laughs> pretty really dated when you watch it again, but my girl, I actually watched, I think, pretty uh, like later in my, mm-hmm. and even though it is dated, I really enjoyed that one. It's actually I like it. one of my favorite classic dramas. Um, I, I definitely remember getting really invested in their mm-hmm. their forbidden romance, you know. <laughs> I, I just like... recently watched it. I watched it before I went to Jeju Island in October, and so I watched it like the week before I went um, because there are all these beautiful scenes of Jeju Island because mm. she ends up, you know, giving them a tour of the island. So, um, and it, it's the storyline was still really cute. Um, but boy, the hair, the clothing, <laughs> like it really was kind of, I was like, wow, lots has changed in a short period of time. Um, so since we kind of started talking or talking about this topic topic with what happens in our, uh, K drama discussion group, but how about sharing our love of dramas? Like, how do you, like, incorporate that in your lives? I know the four of us do a lot because we're all extreme enablers. And we're all like, <laughs> you got to watch this. Watch this now. Look at this clip. You're hooked. Watch it. You know, um, but how do you do it with other people that are out of your, like, tight-knit group? Well, for me, okay, so I got my kids hooked first. Because they're easy and malleable and suggestible, and they're my kids. Well, and my older girls, my girls are 14 and 12, and so Goblin was actually a good fit for them. And so we've watched that, and we've watched Let's Fight Ghosts together, and I haven't watched a lot with them. They'll beg me, but it's hard to kind of carve out time from their busy schedules and my busy schedule to sit down and actually watch a drama. But So they were easy to get hooked. Um, My husband doesn't like as much. He's just not into Korean dramas, and that's fine. So I have to, like, in real life, it's hard to search people out. I've got one friend, and she's watching Goblin with me. So, yes, the, for anyone keeping track, this is my sixth time through Goblin. <laughs> and it's still really good, and I really love it. <laughs> but online, it's been so much easier to find friends. And it's been so much better since I joined the Facebook pages and since I found you guys. Because now I have people to talk to, and now I can say, you know, what's going on here? And you can explain it to me, and then I don't hate things as much. So... <laughs> Um, I know for me, I started with my sister and my mom and they were pretty easy and we would actually be on the phone and watch the show together and, um, you know, just busy lives and distance have kind of cut that out a bit. We still discuss dramas and we all watch it separately, but, uh, with locally, uh, as many of you know, I'm a little bit of an enabler and I like convincing people to watch (laughs) my shows and so a lot of times I'll be like, just with a friend, I'm like, hey, you should come over. We'll watch TV and eat food. And <laughs> so when they do, I like hit them with a K-drama and they're hooked. And so I've actually um, probably about seven or eight friends. I've like been like, hey. And, you know, not all of them are like chaotics like I am. But they understand what I'm talking about. They understand some of the references, the hot guys. 
They know who Lee Min Ho is. You know, so they can understand what's going on. And so I've had a lot of success just like nagging my friends into watching it with me. So much like I do my online friends, too. That's why I became a blogger. I like nagging people to watch TV. (laughs) So (laughs) it's my dream job. So I'm the opposite. I don't think I can say I've actually put anybody to watching gay dramas <laughs> but like <laughs> at least in my personal life my my youngest will come in and he'll watch with me here and there like uh, father is strange he he probably watched 10 or so episodes of that that's a 51 episode drama so i couldn't wait for him that's my biggest problem with my children is that he really liked while you were sleeping but then I wanted to try to come on. I'm watching this next episode. Two episodes came I'm out this week. Come on, come right on. Now. And he's like, uh, not right now. I'm like, um, that's not an option. If you're watching <laughs> with me, we're watching now. Um, so I haven't really, my husband, he's so thankful for you guys because when I first started, I would talk his ear off about stuff that he's just like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, whatever. But I would say as far as maybe not the dramas, because my husband just doesn't have time. He just, you know, he he watches a couple of shows online. But other than that, he just doesn't have time to watch them. But like as a family, like we we want to go to Korea one day. We're also into Taekwondo. So that's part of the aspect of it. But um, all of us are learning Korean, you know, and you cook a lot of Korean. And we we I- cook a lot of, of Asian foods. That's part of just my diet of it's better on my stomach. But um, my husband can cook a mean bimbibop. He can actually do spicy noodles. He does uh, some uh, Thai stuff and everything. So He needs to learn how to make my favorite dish because I've not found it anywhere here in Portland. It's the cold kimchi soup okay. with the noodles. I think because we've got a Korean cookbook that yeah. it's probably some cold kimchi Because I tried that soup. in L.A. at KCON, and it was really to date, good. that is my favorite Korean like meal. It was so delicious. So. so, but I have, I have a hard time like talking to people. Like uh, there's a lot of people in my life, my personal life don't even know I'm a writer. So I just, I have a, I have a hard time like just talking about stuff like that. So that's why I don't know, haven't really, uh, I can get people to watch the dramas. They like, if they're already, they're already a K drama watcher, but like, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why the blog and the podcast is a great outlet for you because yes. you don't have to do it one-on-one. Right. You know, no, I can just talk about it and Yeah. So for me, I've gotten, um, I got my husband hooked on a few. Uh, I've learned like what his taste is so that like um, City Hunter, Signal, um, you know, those kinds of uh, dramas that have some depth to them and um, that are appealing to sort of the like, I don't know, sort of, um, I, I don't know how to describe City Hunter, but he also liked Healer, that kind of action film. Um, so I, I know what he, oh, and he loved Goblin too. And then my oldest son, um, we tend to have a a drama that we watch together. Usually whatever's currently airing, we usually pick one. Um, so right now we are watching, um, actually Master in the House, uh, which is not a drama, but he's watching it with me. So, um, and then I have a daughter who, um, she tends to like a lot of the like high school romance dramas. So I watch those with her. Uh, and then I have a local friend who occasionally we share drama ideas back and forth, but, um, but I only have one. 
And then for me, the biggest, um, I guess, when I'm able to convince people to watch dramas, it's my friends that are in Korea because they don't have a ton of time to watch dramas. So they will actually ask me for recommendations uh, and then go and it's kind of funny. It's backwards. Yes. So they all admit that I have watched many, many, many more dramas than any of them. So um, so they wait and get their recommendations from me. Um, So one of the things we get asked a lot and we see asked um, from newer people that are just starting, like, what dramas do you use to hook your friends? Like, you have to really get something that'll just hook them. Um, Gateway drama. Yes, the gateway drama. Because I I wouldn't go now and say, oh, yeah, go watch Boys Over Flowers. You know, I just wouldn't do that to a person. (laughs) Um, Although everyone should watch it at one time in their lives, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's the one that's going to hook everyone. Uh, So what are the best dramas, gateway dramas, if you're looking to hook a friend? Um, And and again, I tend to go the same ones over and over because they work, because I've hooked tons of family members and friends on these. I... First is City Hunter, and I think one reason City Hunter works so well is it has a lot of concepts that Westerners can understand. The whole revenge, the whole um, hidden identity, you know, that kind of stuff. It's not out of our cultural comfort zone, and I think when doing a gateway drama, and, and this is different for everyone, but I think universally gateway dramas that's a really good one to go to because it's really easy to understand. You can mm-hmm. kind of relate to the thought process. And also Lee Min Ho or Lee Min Ho looks really hot in a V shirt, despite <laughs> it being dated, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it shows off his chest better than if I was wearing that. So, you know, it, it's well, a positive. And I think- City Hunter, I've described it before as like the Korean Batman and people understand that. Yeah, they understand. There's there's things that are similar in our culture that can correlate is very easy to understand. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one I think is a really good fit for this is Signal since it is a remake of a Western show. A lot of people are, or I don't know if younger teenagers and stuff have watched it as much. But our generation definitely watched Frequency. It was a big movie back in the day, and it was really successful. And I think everyone can connect with that concept pretty easily. And it's a good one for guys, girls. You know, it doesn't have a lot of romance, but it has a lot of very well-done plot that's easy to follow. And my final one... <laughs> all right, I'm I'm qualifying... The, or qualifying, quantifying... <laughs> That if, this is for those of you who are comfortable with anime, maybe manga, mm. you know, it's something that you're probably not going to want to hook your husband with or something, but you're beautiful. Uh, we've discussed this in past podcasts, but it's one of those shows that is quirky, gender bender, like, it's just really cute. And it's one of those it, it's like a better version of boys over flowers kind of that same kind of early drama hook feel mm-hmm. but it doesn't have all of the personality issues that a lot of the characters had in boys over flowers and so that's why i chose that one so 
I don't hook people. So I always have a problem with this. But I, so I, I, um, I think for me, a lot of times I just asking what they normally watch and then trying to find a drama that is recently aired that would match with that. What do you read? Um, what do you, what do you usually watch on American television? And then I kind of go with that. Cause like uh, recently I had some, cause you know, historicals are not something that I think are good to, to start people out on. But one of the people that is now like posting in all the stuff that she's watching now, she started with Scarlet Heart. And she fell really hard for it. So I think that there's something to be said about really knowing the person and what they like, like history, to watch. Like, I enjoy history. So that's something that would have hooked me if I, that was available back in uh-huh. the day. Right, right. Um, but it, if, it's, if you like rom-coms... Right. That's not going to be what you're going to be like, oh, yeah, watch this. So I, I, for me, I'm not going to list any dramas necessarily, but I think really knowing the person that you're trying to hook is very important um, because some, you know, if you can, if you suggest the city hunter or whatever, it, it might just go, you know, they, they watch that first episode and they're like, Nope, that's not really violence. Cause like you were saying, um, when you first watched goblin Carrie or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, that can be a very big turnoff for somebody. So knowing, okay, I need to make sure I pick something that has that rom-com feel or, or also let them know like, Hey, the romance starts in episode three, like with mm-hmm. city hunter, it doesn't automatically jump into the romance. Right. There's a lot of backstory. But once the romance gets started, I think it is works really well for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But so a lot of times I'll be like, well, this episode starts a little different, but give it three episodes and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So if you kind of have to some dramas, right. you have to say, hey, this is what is going to hook you, but you have to give it a few just a little bit of time. Right. Because like before, like I would have banked on if I said, hey, you should watch My Love from Another Star, that it would hook somebody. But if Carrie had watched that first, she might not have been hooked. She might have ran away from it. So I think knowing the viewer and kind of what they they like can be very important to that. Yeah. So I used to also have City Hunter be my number one gateway drama. Um, but more recently, I've started offering Healer as a more updated version. Uh, because it has many of the same kinds of um, pieces that I think appeal to the same people that would like City Hunter, um, but it's just a little—it's just a little more updated. The hair is better, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, I would say Goblin, but I'm going to leave that for Carrie because I'm sure that that's um, she'll she'll be mentioning it. Although I'm not sure that I would recommend Goblin as somebody's first drama because then it's just downhill from there. So um, <laughs> I I agree. And that that's that's you've got to hit that sweet spot. You do. Right. That's true. I am a little worried because yes, Goblin is definitely the gateway that I use to hook. And so with my friends that I'm watching dramas with, I'm like, okay, what do I show her next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that will be as compelling. So well, yes, I- Goblin absolutely. Well, and I was thinking if you get into that kind of situation, I think it's always smart to jump to another of the actor's shows. So they're Mm -hmm. already connected, hooked in. Like with Goblin, you might be like, well, let's try Coffee Prince. You might like Coffee Prince. You know, it's the same actor. Or like a lot of times we'll be like, oh, Carrie, you might like this because the same actor was in this or this and this. You know, like DL. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so a lot of times I think that's really important is to be able to transition well. So have a backup. You make a good point because one of the reasons that I kept going with K-dramas was because I watched Coffee Prince, which had Gong Yu in it. And I watched Descendants of the Sun, which is the same writer as Goblin. And so those kept me going. And then I tried Wild Romance because it had Yi Dong-wook. And that was a bad idea. (laughs) He has some good ones. That was not one of them. (laughs) I have started My Girl. I started the first episode and it just ratcheted up my anxiety at the time. So I'm going to have to come back to it later when life is a little calmer. But because she was on the run from, I think, loan sharks. And I just, I didn't understand what was going on. Okay. So that is, is a, a very common trope. Very common trope. And it was, it was a dramas. period of time. It was a period of time. Like for some reason, all the daddies out there in, K- in Korea, they were losers and they, they bet they got rid of, they lost all their money and their poor daughters. And they ditched their daughters. Because <laughs> apparently the, lo- the, you know, the debt transfers over to family members, whatever. But yeah. so, yeah, that was, that was a huge theme. Well, and apparently that's one of those things that when you're new, I mean, when you have been watching K-dramas for a while, you forget like how strange some of that is. Like Mm -hmm. I've never been in a personal situation where I've gone into my home and had everything with little red tags on it um, because, you know, they're going to come and repossess everything. Um, And that's so common in so many dramas Mm -hmm. that it took me a long time to kind of understand some of that uh, cultural context yeah there is a definite cultural gap between what we see in everyday life mm-hmm. and what they see uh, another example is there they tend to be very uh polite to their elders whether they know the older person <laughs> or if it's a family member they always defer to the elders um wants and needs first usually and so for an american it's like no, they can't tell you you can't marry. Go do it anyway. Vegas, woohoo! <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> and so it's very hard for uh, us with our very, we think of ourselves first and, you know, guiding past all of this tradition sometimes. And, and for them, they're very tradition-oriented. And having a grandmother or a father or a mom disapprove of their spouse is a big thing. And I, I think... Going- out for karaoke like how common that is Mm -hmm. and i remember that first of all i was like oh my gosh i need to live there because that i would love to do that every night but but it is kind of a cultural thing that it was brand new to me so yeah well and it's one of the reasons i don't do answer me 1997 as the first drama for someone to watch exactly i love that drama and i always suggest it within maybe the top 10 dramas the first top 10 dramas you'd watch right but it has so many inside jokes so many cultural aspects that a newbie it would be they would i i don't think they would dislike it but they wouldn't enjoy it as much as if they yeah, waited I, just a little bit longer and were able to relate to it a little better i, mean, I actually you can't fully appreciate it until you've had a, your, a few under your belt yeah. I think even with a few under your belt with that one, um, cause I was just talking to Juliana, the person that liked Scarlet Heart the other day. And I was saying, you know, that's one that going and reading drama beans, cause drama beans, they, they've been uh, recapping dramas for a really long time. And then they also have the added where we don't, we're, 
white women who live in America. Yeah. They're Korean American, you know, women, and the their take on it. They were listening to the music that was going on in 1997. They were part of that. Whereas, you know, not a lot of Americans yeah. even knew who any of that stuff was. Well, and, I, and they get a lot of the inside jokes. And, and the so, longer you watch it, because I've watched it. 14 times now I've watched it a lot <laughs> every time you like learn something new right and so mm-hmm. now I can be like oh yeah that's this group and this right. is the person in that group and that's the joke that they meant and I get that now but the first three or four times I mean right. I might not have gotten a joke but now it's like oh yeah I totally get it <laughs> well I mean there's an actor who's in the drama who is actually part of part one of the, the groups. groups they're lusting after yes. and he's all like embarrassed over the fanfic and stuff and it's like the first time you get the, watch you don't that, get it you don't, you don't get, get it, it. Right. it's like he's embarrassed because people wrote fanfic about, about him, him. <laughs> you know wait wait, wait who was it no oh, it, it was the embarrassed guy that was embarrassed with girls yeah he couldn't talk boy. to a girl Oh, yeah. yeah. He was in that yeah. uh, K pop group. Yeah. And was he, he was part of Hot, right? Yeah. H O T. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, talking about, you know, man on man fanfic and all this stuff, he made inside jokes that were hilarious if you understood what was going on. What was right. going on. He, he was in Sexies. Oh, the, okay. So he was yeah. in the Sex- other one. Sexies. I can't say it. Yeah. Yes. He was the one that the girl was lusting after yeah. that she changed the group. And it was his poster and yeah, everything. Right, right. And he was what, in the movie that want? they went and went and watched. And so. Oh my gosh. Okay, that adds <laughs> a whole different layer to that yeah, story. See, so there's a, a, so many inside jokes that a newbie is not going to get. Mm-hmm. And not that it wouldn't be entertaining and enjoyable, because there are things that we can relate to that were equal in Western. Right, right. United Just States, being a like fan. Boy, or boy groups. Boy groups, you know, all that. UTB. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things we can relate to. Right. But you don't get the fullness of the jokes and the humor and how well done the show was. Right. If you don't understand some of the culture. Right. I remember, I think that was the first drama you recommended to me, Amber. And so, and I loved it. But now watching it this many months later, I think I would get so much more out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should watch it again because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me when I have time. I know. I know. I can't take up your time. There's already so many dramas you need to watch before rewatching. So. Right. All right, so I think uh, we've got the last topic where it's which dra- which of the dramas having aired in the last six months would you suggest for newbies or chaotics hooking their unsuspecting friends? So in the last six months, is that what we're... Yeah, yeah, because a lot of time you want to suggest something that's more recent. Because again, a lot of the shows that like that I watched way back when, like My Girls, all that, the hair, all the styling, it was weird. And looking back, it's like, oh, wow. That's even weirder. Right. And I'm not sure it would hook on friends. So for our listeners who are thinking, oh, I want so-and-so to watch dramas with me, what what movies or dramas would you suggest right offhand? Okay. All right. This is the Carry the Mockney. And I would say I am not a robot. I think mm. that would be an excellent gateway drama. I actually really agree with that choice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. That one was just sweet and cute and... You know what? Now I know what my girls are going to watch next. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that one that one's actually a really good one for kid for you to watch with your kids because it there I don't yeah that would be one that would yeah. be fun. Well, and I think the tech stuff is culturally universal enough where it's easy to understand. Yes, so. absolutely. And then also while you were sleeping, 
just because I thought the story was so well written. And I want to watch it again just to make sure that it is. But we loved it so much when it was airing. And I think Lee Jong-suk is a really good gateway bias for a lot of people. I'm just saying. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that he'd be my ultimate all the time ever bias, but he's a good one for newbies to click in on. So, well, and then there are plenty of dramas that you can pull from once you know once they see Lee Jung Suk in While You Were Sleeping. Then there's I Hear Your Voice and W, and you know there's so many others that they can choose from. Secret Garden, Pinocchio, you yep. know. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, there's a lot of ways to go after you hook into him. He's like the Kevin Bacon of Korean acting. <laughs> well, seriously, because he's acted with so-and-so, who's acted with so-and-so. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> seven, seven I'm sorry, I have just never found Kevin Bacon attractive no, at all. So. Attractive. I'm just saying there's a lot of ways degrees. you can go. I see. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm watching okay. this for Lee Jong-suk. Oh, okay. now I'm going to see Kim Woo-bin and right. see where okay. I go. So. I gotcha. Yes. I feel you. Yes. Uh, so this is Kim Hughes. So my suggestion is actually one that I was surprised with because I went and looked on my drama list and I was like, oh, okay, what drama am I going to suggest? And I was looking at the things we've said previously about what to look for and what not to. And I'm like, so mine is Father is Strange. You know, I think that's a really good basic character-driven drama that people – it has romance. It has things that people of our generation can understand. It's cute. It doesn't have too much parent parental interference, like just the right. right that amount. would be my only like. Eh, but yeah, but no, it, I agree. It's, it's not as extreme as a lot of other dramas where it's like the evil mother in law is trying to bribe them and throw water in faces, <laughs> and you know. So there's it's just that little bit enough where I think people would be able to connect with it well connect with the characters. It's not too Mac Zhang and it's an interesting story. So for me, this is drama geek for me. I was looking over the last six months and I'm like, Oh my gosh, out of all the things, like I was looking for something like I am not a robot or while you were sleeping a little bit more on the happier side, but guess what? That really hasn't been happening a whole lot in K-dramas. <laughs> so my pick would be, um, just between lovers. I feel like the story, the writing, the directing, the characters. Yeah, I mean, Jude it might be. It's a dude ho. I, 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 you know, maybe some of it might be a little bit too much cultural where it might give them a little bit of a shock. But I still think that the, you know, the storyline, the basic storyline story is there and that there um, is a lot to. Uh, there, I don't think that there's a lot of cultural things that keep you in the way of just being able to see these two broken people finding each other. Um, I, th I think it could be one where there are a lot of um, trying to think of all the different, and it's not one that you're going to necessarily follow and be like, oh, this person, this person, this person, because it, they're yeah, well, it, she's, it's newer. She's more of a movie actress, there, right? You know, there's not Although, a lot if of you dramas. follow June Ho. Which can, it, <laughs> it'll lead you to Chief Kim, and it'll lead you to K-pop, K-pop, and welcome you know, down the the rabbit the hole rabbit of that. Hole. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I think Just Between Lovers is a good. In the last six months, is a good one that I could recommend to people. And my choice is actually Save Me. Um, I think that because it has a plot that doesn't lean heavily on understanding like mainstream Korean culture. 
I think that it's a good way to uh, introduce somebody to, as, as far as one in the last six months, um, something that's just a little different. It's just a really great show. Um, and it was very um, engaging. And that's one that I binge watched all night long. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that just kind of the average person who you want to kind of introduce dramas to in general, I think they would find it interesting. Well, and I think it's added bonuses because cult stuff is very common right. in America and American right. entertainment. I don't know how much in European entertainment and stuff, but in American Euro- entertainment, like there's a lot of cult stuff. Mm-hmm. So people can be like, oh, I can relate to this. I've seen this before. Absolutely. They're crazy cult people. Right. You know, yeah, right. and go from yep. there. And I think it's some one that's surprisingly relatable, even mm-hmm. though you, it's kind of an odd topic. Right. Well, it was kind of an odd topic it, for it a was K-drama a very to odd kind of cover. K-drama. It was more Although there an were odd things K-drama going on. than right. other stuff. But yeah, it was. It definitely had political topics behind the topics kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was... But, you know, you need to be watching for quite a while before you start getting all that, I think. That's not something you're going to get right offhand. But you can still enjoy the drama. Mm-hmm. Sound good? All right, I think we're done. All right. So don't forget to come and read our blog at dramaswithasideofkimchi.com and to check out our store at dramaswithasideofkimchi at teespring.com and at redbubble.com. And check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Dramas with a Side of Kimchi or on Twitter, Dramas Kimchi, at Amber Kimuse, at Kimchi Drama Geek, at K Drama Jen, and at Carrie E. Crawford. And as always, thank you for supporting our latest endeavor. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for weekly updates and rate us on iTunes. Also, feel free to send us um, your thoughts and feelings about the podcast or even suggestions on possible future topics. We love to hear from our readers and listeners.